Hi guys, welcome to the Celtics Pulse podcast. It's Adam at Celtics Pulse, and today we've got Dante on deck as our special guest. If you want to say hi, Dante. Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? You okay? Yeah, dude, I'm good. I'm at <laughs> a, a, a wicked storm just passed through like 30, 45 minutes ago, and I lost power actually, so I was kind of nervous that um, I wasn't going to have Wi-Fi, but like, everything came back, so we're good. Was it that bad a storm? Yeah, it was. It's done now. It, like it was like thirty minutes of just downpouring, and I lost power for like two solid couple minutes. So Fuck. yeah. <laughs> well, thank but, you for coming on today, man. Oh no, man. I, I I really appreciate you guys reaching out. You guys are actually like one of other than a WTP. I'm pretty sure you guys are one of the first podcasts to actually ask me to come on. So it was actually really, I was really uh, honored to see that. So I thank you guys. Nah, you've got a huge um, influence on the Celtics, and I like your take, so it just seemed like a really good idea to get you on, and we could have a chat. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of fairly new to the whole, um, not new to the Celtics thing, I've obviously been a fan my whole life, but as far as like Twitter and interacting with people and all that stuff, I've only been doing this for like a year, so it's I'm still learning and stuff, but I pre- it's cool knowing that people... Uh, like my takes and stuff like that because it's you'd be surprised in my mentions i i get some people that <laughs> like saying some stuff but i'm happy to see people agree with me on some things <laughs> but like i have lakers fans following me like like there's no lakers fans that should be following a celtics page but i guess i must be doing something right if they're still following me so yeah that might change come the mid-season if the lakers <laughs> are doing well. yeah <laughs> you know what i think about that like once the season starts and i really start getting into it yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens then, but for now we're okay. I'm excited to see the Lakers. I mean, I'm, I hate the Lakers personally. But... I do too, but the, that LeBron going there was the best thing that could have happened for him and for basketball, I think, because it just it, it's just the NBA is just so much better when you have the the higher market teams. At least like you can talk about them. Like the Lakers, they'll make the playoffs. The Knicks are also a team that is it's great in the NBA when they're good. Yeah, uh, so I'm very happy the Lakers are going to be good because uh, once again it sparks that that rivalry, I guess, quote unquote. Hopefully, it'll start up again this year because Celtics Lakers is one of the best rivalries ever. So I grew up watching that stuff, man. Really? Yeah, I, that's I all we started... had. Here. I mean, we only got Lakers, Knicks, Celtics, and Bulls. Really, where yeah. I'm at. So we, that was it. That was the only things you could really. You had to choose one of those four teams. Really. Well, you picked the right one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got lucky. Yeah. I got you lucky. Did. I know. I got lucky just growing up in Boston, so I it really didn't make my choice hard. I'm I'm 20, so I just okay. started. I just started watching. Well, no, I didn't start watching basketball. I I started getting into the Celtics right when I started playing basketball, which was about when I was eight, nine years old. So I became a fan right before they won the championship believe it or not like the like the year before so and ever since then i've been a diehard fan so so you so right before they um so when they are net when the ps and rondo that was your sort of yeah that's that's yeah because i started watching basketball and then like i just figured like i started playing basketball and i was like well you know like i might as well like watch it you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah so I started watching and I fell in love. So that yeah. was a good good year to start watching. To be fair, 
Yeah, it really was. I mean, they, they weren't really that good, and then they got and they just got really good, and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, all right, this is fun to watch. That's the first year, if I remember. I think I got the league pass. Uh-huh. And, um, obviously, I jumped on that straight away. So that was the first year where I gently follow every game instead of just the hand-picked ones that fed uh-huh. channels. So that was um, in that sense. First year, I got to watch you know, close to 80 games in the regular season and then followed them through the playoffs. Yep. It was a good year. I mean, um, Rondo cool. was really well. I mean, but... Rondo was my favorite, dude. Rondo and Pierce. You know what? It's funny. is my first, like... And I think about, like, the first time, like, I can really remember myself getting angry is when we, we lost the 2010 finals. Like, I was just a kid, but I remember watching it and I was just... I just remember being mad. I was just like... <laughs> This isn't like that. I'm so mad right now. I was only like 10 years old. And I was just like, we lost to the Lakers. Like, I just knew, like, I wasn't like, I was just getting into basketball. And I was like, I know this isn't like right. Like, this isn't supposed to happen. Nah. That's the beauty. Because once you start getting angry, you start following more. You're reading up on who, who can we get that's going to put us over them now? Who's going to put us over the top? Mm, and um, it, we're, we're in for some good years, my friend. I'll I'll tell you that right now. We are we are in for a couple good years. I I've been saying this to on a few podcasts. I think for the next maybe six or seven years, we've got a really good shot of going for the title every year. We're gonna take I feel like once now Golden State are in there probably the last year or last two years of their stranglehold that it's gonna be us to take that mantle. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. We can get into that more when we start it up. So I, yeah, I don't want to say all good stuff when we're not even recording. Oh, we're recording. Are we? Oh, we're recording moment. now. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah we're, all right. Yeah. Let's just talk it. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah, talk no, it. I was, I was saying the other around. day. So like, the Warriors. Like, I personally think. Like, all right. They they win this year. Let Let's just say they win this year. Curry, Clay, Draymond, and Iggy have four rings. Kem Durant has three. You already are either matching LeBron or have more than LeBron at this point. I think Kem Durant is going to look at this and be like, all right, I got my 3 P, I I got my finals MVPs. I'm leaving. That's what I think is going to happen. And then when he leaves, like they'll still be good, and but they won't be their dynasty. But I also think if he doesn't leave, I for someone like Clay Thompson, for example, like I understand like staying in the Bay and like wanting to win and stuff. If like I can't imagine a player turning down like a forty like thirty to forty million dollar contract with four rings at the age like in your prime, like you know what I mean? Like I get it, like the loyalty and stuff. Like you want to say we're going saying I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. But from a player's perspective, like you're that young, you already have that much success. Like you're like like you're a Hall of Famer at that point. Like you can like it's so it's like why not leave and just like do your own thing and. Maybe like I'm not not maybe not the Nets, but like a, a trash team and score thirty a game. You know what I mean? Like just do something for yourself and make money. Do you see the Knicks putting enough foot forward to him? They're doing what? No, not not they are. But can you envision the Knicks oh, reaching out oh. to Clay? I yeah, I mean, I think the Knicks are going to reach out to anyone they can. To be honest with you, um, they'll reach out to Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, of course, Clay. Yeah. Kawhi probably, um, all the big name free agents. I think I honestly think they would have a solid chance of getting Jimmy Butler. 
I think that would actually be a really good fit for that team uh, with Frank, Jimmy Butler, Knox, Porzingis, and whoever they else have at center. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they can get a big name free agent, to be honest with you, even though may, that might not be good for the Celtics. But like I said before, I, I, I like it when they're good because it's more competitive and stuff. And I love com- competition. So hopefully they can get someone but it's good for the east as well to have such a, a big market yeah team. dude it's like the past like 10 not maybe not 10 years like six seven years it's just been like east versus west like they had to change the all-star format like that's how bad it was yeah like they didn't just change that for what like just to do it like they did that because the west was just so much more dominant than the east so, yeah, I ho- I'm hoping, like when Kawhi was on the trade block, I was saying I'm hoping he just gets traded to the East because at least we get one year of him on, like, making sense. a team better. You know what I mean? And I, the flip side of that is because the East has been so bad for so long, we've got a lot more of the younger guys that have, with the potential. We've got the Jason Tatums, the Ben Simmons, the Embiid's. The- yeah, I mean, we, I mean, because of it, I mean, we've we've flourished because we've gotten all those draft picks and stuff because the East being so bad. So it's like, we're taking advantage of it. And now, now I think it's like, we have everyone back, like everyone's healthy and stuff. We're no longer looked at as the underdogs. So it's like now, like we have to like, it's now, like now is the time for us to win. Like we can't consider ourselves underdogs. Like people are sleeping on us because now we have these expectations to be the best team in the East, to make it to the finals. So I, hopefully our guys are ready. I think they are. I think they are 100%. But now now is the time. No more, no more sleeping. No more sleeping on us. It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah, and I think the, the, the way people view Brad, if we stay healthy all season and still don't get to the finals, and don't get me wrong, Brad's the best coach in the NBA. Um, I wouldn't change him for anybody. But... If he doesn't get to the finals with a full strength team, then I think Pete, the way people view him will start to change. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like with all this attention now, like we had the excuse last year of saying Gordon Hayward was out all year, and then yeah. Kyrie was out, so we had that excuse if we lost. But now, like if everything stays the way it is, like no one gets hurt and we don't make it to the finals, yeah, I agree. It's it, it wouldn't be a good look. It would be like. Um, I'm trying to think of, and I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Um, but it's just like I guess the comparison would be like a a team that has high expectations that just falls in the playoffs that just collapses. We we don't need that. I don't think no. that'll happen because I I like I'm a Celtics fan. I'm not trying to be biased when I say this, but I I there's no I just don't think there's a team in the East that can beat us, and I I mean that. Like if I was a if I was a Nuggets fan. I would say, wow, the Celtics have it easy in the East. They are going to beat everyone. Like the Raptors and Sixers are the only teams I think are on our, not even on our level. I think they're the only competitive teams. And I think we beat the Raptors, and I sure as hell think we beat the Sixers. So yeah, I don't think the Sixers got better this year. I mean, obviously, I th- yeah, I think I think they got better because they didn't they didn't lose necessarily any big pieces they added wilson chandler which is i think is a low-key pickup because he's a solid nba player like he's not gonna go off every game but he'll give you like a solid like 10 to 15 points give you good defense he's a he's a scrappy player so i mean they're they've gotten better and then the uh, the raptors obviously got better i think 
but not enough to the point where I think they'll lose to the Celtics. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see us losing. To be honest, um, what do you think about? The, the, so we're going to say obviously we've got the top three is going to be Boston, we've got Toronto, we've got Philly, and then yep. I'm leaning towards the, the next, the next tier down. Really, is going to be like you Milwaukee. I can see the Bulls having like um. A bit of a surprising season. They've got yeah, some good young guys. I agree with that. Yeah, and then maybe New York. I mean, I can't see Washington. I'm thinking for uh, between for four and six. I'm thinking. I think the Pacers are gonna be pretty good this year. I think they can make. I think they can uh, get close to fifty wins. Yeah, depending depending on how bad the East is. Um, the Pacers, the Bucks. Yeah, uh, another team that. Sh- it's like every year people say this the pistons on paper every year they seem like a team that could slip into the seventh or eighth seed but it's something always happens to them during the season and that's not the case but i always think pistons if they're healthy they're they're a good seven or eight seed. yeah dude i mean the pistons are, are, are a weird one really i mean they are with getting blake griffin too it's like it's very weird but it's i don't know they got Dwayne casey now like i think they can make it work like yeah, Drummond and Blake, be- like those are the two, like two of the best big men in the league. Like not the best, but they're good. And then Reggie Jackson, who was hurt all last year, he's he can put up fifteen to twenty points a game. He can he can hold his own. And then you got other guys like bench players. But in the East, that's enough to make it to the playoffs. I think. Yeah, it's just going to be an old school start in the basketball, isn't it? It's going to be pounding down. Yeah, of course. Mainly. Yeah, it will but be very old school. Like I said um, on a previous podcast, because of the way Golden State is set up at the moment, and I get it, they they beat you with the shooting, they beat you with pure offense, and their defense is good too. But until Buggy's back now, they've made that move. They're really weak at the five. And yeah. When you come up against a team like Detroit that can just put bodies on you down low, they're that's going to be a good. I'm really looking forward to watching that game. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <clears throat> they they don't have Javel anymore. Obviously, I think I don't know if they have Zaza anymore. No, Zaza has gone too. Yeah, so if until he comes back, which is probably going to be post All Star break, if from what I've been seeing, um, yeah, they're going to have to run super small or something. Yeah, uh, got Draymond, Draymond and. Draymond, Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Jordan Bell might have to start some games, or if they want to put. Uh, if they want to run the death lineup and put KD at the four, Iggy at the three, or whatever, yeah. But Jordan, they'll probably start Jordan Bell. He's a, uh, I like him. He's very. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's. You know what? It pisses me off because of course it's the Warriors that get a player like that because that's a player <laughs> they need, like a young guy that makes no money. That's a really like just a good center, like just plays defense, get rebounds, runs the floor, and it pisses yeah. me off that they have him. But he can't play. He can't play every minute. So yeah, I know. Like, I know. He's not like Wayne Casey. They're going to figure that out, and they're going to figure a way to just cause yeah. pain downloaded. Yeah, I agree. They'll have a tough time with those matchups, but it's that doesn't matter. It's the playoffs that matter. Yeah, and, and then, the the Warriors don't give a crap about the regular season. No, they don't. Um, they've but, turned into like what LeBron was in the East. He doesn't. They don't care about the regular season. They just care about the playoffs. And that's all they need to care about. They, they have so no, many exactly. They don't have they to worry about start, the regular season means nothing. You saw what happened. They won seventy three games, and then they lost in the finals. They were so worn out at that point. It's like it doesn't matter. You don't need to win seventy three games. A seventy three win seventy three games isn't going to win you a title. No, it's going to get you some news. 
headlines. They'll get you headlines, but it's not going to get you a title. And they didn't get. They gave LeBron the title that year. Which cemented his Cleveland legacy. I I think if LeBron didn't win that title, maybe he still stays in Cleveland and tries to outweigh it. But that's a different story. I mean, the Lakers this year, I can see them getting into the playoffs just because they've got LeBron. But I've just got a sneaking suspicion they're bouncing in the second or third round. Yeah, ESPN didn't even have them uh, making the playoffs. They made a projection thing, and it was just awful. But um, they didn't have them making the playoffs. But yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them making it past the second round, honestly. I I can't see them making it past a team like, obviously, Golden State, even Houston, honestly. I don't know if they can beat Houston. I think they have a shot, but I don't think I think Houston would take that in a seven game series. Yeah. Houston's Personally. another one though that's just predicated completely on offense. Other than Clint Capella, that they ain't really got the defensive side either, but yeah, they're just no, gonna I, outscore you. I think for the Rockets, I was watching um I was watching a show the other day on ESPN, I forgot what it was. Um, but they were talking about the Rockets and the Carmelo move, and I think I think people are kind of underestimating the move a little bit. They did lose Ariza and Matamute, and they did lose def- solid defense there and some shooting. But Carmelo Anthony, like he didn't have a good year on the Thunder, which it's very obvious. But that doesn't mean he's going into – he didn't work out in that system because Carmelo Anthony never had to be the third option. Because that's what he was. The, yeah. Russell Westbrook and Paul George were ahead of him. There was no doubt about that. So one year to try to just adjust to that and make it happen, it didn't it didn't go well. Now you go to Houston, where literally it's all about offense. That that no like unless you're a pretty good like on ball defender, like Chris Paul can hold his own, like it's all offense. Carmelo Anthony will end up getting his shots like he used to. He'll put up I think he'll put up close to twenty or a little over twenty a game. And I think they'll be one of the best scoring teams in the league. But then they make it to the playoffs. I think they match up the Warriors again, and then they lose. I think they're good enough to be a top three, top two team in the West. But not no one, no one's making it past the Warriors in the West. No, dude. But I do think people are sleeping on the Rockets. It sounds weird to say that, but I do think people are sleeping on the Rockets just a little bit with that move. I think they're thinking that they're going to be a lot worse than they will be. That's my oh, opinion. Yeah. I've got. Um, I'm. I'm in the same uh, train of thought as you. I, I do think they're going to make it. Quite, have a decent deep playoff run, but again, I don't think with the moves they've made, and Melo's going to put up the points. But between them and Golden State, Golden State's defense is a bit better. Their offense yeah, is probably of course. Be so then it just comes down to whoever wins the East, which obviously we both are going to say it's going to be the Celtics. Yeah. And then looking at um, Philly, I think we said it got better. I think their number one, what they're hoping on is the return, well, the appearance of Mark Alphonse. Because that's like a totally new player for you. Yeah, I'm really hoping we play Philly in the playoffs. One, because, oh, yeah. I, one, because I want to beat them. And two, I think the Twitter matchup between Celtics and Sixers fans would be incredible. That would literally be so funny having Sixers and Celtics Twitter going at it, like in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh my gosh, that would be. I, there's nothing more I'd want than that. Nothing more. You can hear me now. We're all good, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, dude. We're fine. Um, I think a successful season for Boston is making it to the finals. Um, I said last year when everybody came together that um, this year was going to be the year that we made noise. Like Even when we were healthy last year, I didn't think that was going to be our year. Whether or not we were healthy or not, I didn't think we were going to beat Golden State or whoever was going to make it out of the West. I yeah. think this year, even though, like, even though Gordon Hayward still has to step in, like, get used to playing with everyone, I don't think it's going to be as tough as people think because he was around the team all year. He watched video all year. Like, he was with the team. He was with the guys. Like, it's not like there's going to be a chemistry issue. Like, he'll fit in just fine. So I think making the finals would be – I don't think anyone would complain if we made the finals. We were talking about it earlier. If we got bumped in the playoffs, like second round or even the West, even the Eastern Conference Finals, I think there would be a lot of disappointment from the fans and the media. Um, but to be, I I think we have a chance. I really do think we have a chance of winning the championship this year. But I would just be happy with making the finals. I'm I, I'm not the type of person to to get ahead of myself and get my hopes up. Um, so I'm just sticking with the finals appearance right now, and we'll we'll go from there. Um, as far as what would happen, I think it would be more of the media having a field day on the Celtics than anything. Um, the I think what would happen for sure is if we lost, the only headlines you'd see are Kyrie is going to leave, like yeah. he doesn't want to stay, blah blah blah. Like that's all you'll hear. I I promise you that. Do you um, believe? Are you in belief that we need to win to keep Kyrie? I think we need to stay competitive to a point where he sees us as a team that can win. And I think that's, I think he sees that. I think he, Kyrie is a smart guy. Okay. He knows what he, he knows the situation he's in. He knows you can't get much better at a head coach than Brad Stevens. He knows you can't get two better younger guys than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He knows that you can't, like, Al Horford's one of the best, like, in the playoffs, he proved that he was one of the best centers in the NBA. Like, the situation that he's in, like, that team is literally built to win, like, around him. At the end of the day, he's going to be the star player because that's what you hear. Like, he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the star. That's not going to change. We have Gordon Hayward, but I, even though I think Gordon Hayward has the chance to be the best player on the Celtics, Kyrie Irving is still going to be the leader and the star on the team. That Like, it's just, it wouldn't make sense. Like, and I'm assuming, I hope that he has the same mindset. Like, it's just, I just can't, you just, I don't see anyone just leaving a team like Boston where it's like you're in position to win for the next five plus years and you're the main part of it and then go to a team like New York. You know what With I mean? Even though they Harris, will be good, yeah. even though they would be good when he went there, they're not going to be a Celtics. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be on the same level as where the Boston, where the Celtics are now. Would they just so, not run as efficiently in the back, in the back? It's um, all, and honestly, dude, it's all like Fisdale's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, and I think he's going to be great for the Knicks. But you, we have Brad Stevens. Like that says it. Like it, it's a lot more than people think. Like as far as attracting players, like it, coaching means a lot. It means yeah, a whole lot because they, when you have a coach like Brad Stevens who has a system like that, like he knows, like he has a track record of bringing all these guys in that were like nothing like Jay Crowder was a 12th man on the Mavs and he came and he became a starter so it's like he has a track record of turning these guys into stars like Isaiah Thomas like he was t- he was a top five MVP candidate he was a two-time all-star 
so it's like you have like Kyrie, like you have to think like, wow, like this guy can really turn me into like the best, like one of the best point guards ever, like in today, today's age. So I think all those stories about him wanting to leave, at least for now, it's all just speculation. It's just people wanting to say that to start something. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just because, obviously, like you say, it's just to it's just to sell papers. It's just to get hits on websites. It's- and I'll tell you what, dude. I I understand that. Like, I I get how it is. Like, that's how it is in the journalism writing world. Like, you put out articles and like you want to get people to look at stuff like that. But sometimes it can be a little deceiving. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Kyrie yeah. wants to leave, and then you open up the article, and it's just like. It has it's not like it's, it's like where like why it's, it's, it's yeah you know what I mean like when I write like I talked about Kyrie staying in Boston beyond 2018 2019 I didn't write about that because that's what I thought I wrote about that because there was an actual um, source that said um, that people w- around him are saying that he he be- they believe that he wants to stay so it's like you need like you can't just if you're going to write an opinion piece, you need to make it known. Like, this is what I think Kyrie is going to do. Not, this is the source that told me what Kyrie is going to do. If yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean? Source that nobody's ever going to know of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, I, I know it's, it's not a big deal, but when I answer questions, I, I, I just ramble on and I might go into something that like wasn't even brought up. So I apologize <laughs> if I do <laughs> no, that. Dude, I'm, good, giving, good. I'm giving you guys as much like content for me as I can. <laughs> Nah, dude, it's good. We're enjoying it. Um, All right, awesome. Where do you see, like, uh, so we've, we've we've covered the East. Where do you see the West? Who do you think's like, so we know that Golden State and Houston are taking one and two. Yep. And then we're looking at three through six, maybe. Where do you, how do you see that for? I think Oklahoma City will be up there this year. I think um, losing Carmelo, adding Schroeder. I think they're they're pretty well equipped to make a good playoff run. I think, I also think... The Thunder are a team that's like made it to compete with the Warriors or even the Rockets. I think if the Thunder matched up with the Warriors, whether regardless of the seeding, I think that would be a very interesting series. And then I'm going to put Minnesota at four only because last year, before Jimmy Butler got hurt, they were the they were the third seed and they were ahead by a good amount of games. So I still think they're the top team in the West. Um, even though Butler got hurt and then they slipped down and they got out in the first round, people forget that they were they were good at one point in time. Yeah, um, they were solid. Yeah, and then I, I, another team I really like is the Nuggets. I think they could be a sleeper team this year. I think they could ease. I think they could definitely slip into a top four, um, top four in the West with Isaiah if he's healthy and he comes he's off the bench. Sh- I don't yeah. think there's no way that he doesn't average like at least like 15 points a game. I can see him averaging 15, 18 off the bench, which would be cool. I, I, I love Isaiah. He's one of my favorite players. I still have his jersey hanging on my wall. So I'm always going to support him. Um, and then another team that people talk about, but I don't, I don't know, the Jazz. Like ESPN ranked them as the second seed. I, I like... I don't know. Like I just don't think like they're good at like they beat the Thunder and stuff, but I did I not enough to be the second seed in the East. That's it's, pretty high for them. And it, it it depends on Mitchell because they rode Mitchell a lot through that. The, through the that. thing they didn't like I, I don't I don't I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they added like any at least like notable new names to their team. 
You know what yeah, I mean? I it's like they filled out the bench a little bit, but nothing, yeah, they, they yeah. still got Rubio, him, Mitchell, uh, Ingles, Favors, and Gobert. And don't get me wrong, like that's a like that they they made it to the playoffs last year. They beat the Thunder, but that's not a two seed in the West. That's no. that's not. It's not. I mean, unless Rubio, they unless unless they get lucky, Don Mitchell breaks off a thirty points or whatever, or injuries throughout the West. But I, don't I, know. I classify Rubio as like. The, the league average uh, point guard position. He's not great. He's not. He's literally. But he, bang he, he in the can, yeah, he can do what he has to do. Yeah, definitely. But they're not. I can't see them coming in second. Second no, seed. No, way. no. I can see them being a. Um, I can be them. I can see them being like a fifth or sixth seed. That's where. Oh, I'd for put sure. Them. Yeah, dude. That's where I'd, I'd put them. I've had a lot of um debate over Minnesota myself um on the NBA account. We run the pulse of the league. Um, yep. where I'm saying like. I'm of the belief that if if you think Butler's going to walk, um, you should be looking to get something back from that because the mm-hmm. way Minnesota's set up at the moment with cap space and the the, the, the roster they've got is if he, even if he stays, you're you're not going to win rings with him there with the current roster. Yeah, and if he's leaving, I mean Tibbs as well. Tibbs, I'm not a big Tibbs fan. Uh, I'm not either. He runs his no. players to the ground. Yeah, dude. Like, apparently, from what we what we got, um, we were speaking to somebody the other day, and he said, like, as a person, he's a really great guy, but when he when he's coaching, he's a prick. And, I'm sure. And, yeah, he has that yeah. kind of personality. You think that? Yeah, like a proper down to earth, genuine guy off the court. But the minute he starts coaching, he's just a prick. And yeah, players no, don't respond he, to that. He was in days. Boston, and um, people loved him when he was in Boston. He was on the when he was on the bench with Doc. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard that too. Really nice guy, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't like him as a coach. I don't like. I mean, like I don't know. I just don't see the purpose of having to play guys like thirty eight to forty minutes a game. Like yeah, in today's NBA, like that's just ridiculous. Well, it's like, poor management. By the time the playoffs come, everybody's dead on exactly. Their feet. So when they made that trade for Butler, like they made the smart move by making that trade because trading Levine and Dunn, like on like that was a good trade for them. It got them back to the playoffs. It got Minnesota, like the state of Minnesota, gave them something to celebrate. But yeah, they're not winning with him. Like they'll be, I think they'll be a top four seed, but they're not going to win anything. So he already turned down the contract extension, which was not because he's thinking about leaving Minnesota because of money. Um, but I mean, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if Jimmy Butler's name came up in trades, especially um, near the trade deadline. If let's see, let's say the Timberwolves are underperforming when it comes to the trade deadline towards All Star break, they might just say "fuck it." I swore they might. <laughs> they, <laughs> I swear. They, all right, swear. good, good. I know. I just that just slipped out. Um, <laughs> uh, they might just say "screw it" and just like trade him and then give Cat his extension and just try to build around those guys again. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, Wiggins is. Oh, sorry. Wiggins is an anomaly at times. Some I wish. He, really I wish he was a lot better than he was. He, he had. So, he, had, I, he still has a lot of potential to be great. But just coming out of college, high school, and college, like he was so hyped up to be the next big thing, and it just yeah. The next Kobe was everything. I read everywhere is well. Someone used um. What was it that he told me the other day? Maple Jordan. Oh, that's had me in bits for days. But, um, yeah, but this is what happens when you give a 23-year-old guy $30 million a year. It goes <laughs> to their head and they're thinking, yeah. oh, well, I've made it. Yeah. You're right. You, they better Sick hope that doesn't happen to Cat, dude. Because 
that if if cat if cat starts to underperform and he starts to not digress because that really wouldn't make sense but if he just doesn't perform like they want him to then that 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 organization's in trouble yeah two yeah. number one picks that are just like i don't know if they have it's it's tough cuz when you have a team like that where you're built around guys that were drafted that high like you have such high expectations and you bring in a guy like Jimmy Butler, a veteran, like to make the playoffs, and but Butler's, uh, I, got, I, Butler's got a history of rubbing people up the wrong way, dude. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like he talks about like how they don't like work hard enough, and he doesn't like their work ethic and stuff. So you, when you hear stuff like that, like it's it's obviously true because I don't think he's denied it or his camp has denied that claim. So it's just not a good look for the organization period i think so it'll be interesting to see what happens but i i I think jimmy butler now that we talk about it i think he's going to be a sleeper name to get traded again yeah if if he's eligible to he if there's a ruling where he can't get traded for whatever reason because the nba has stupid rules like that then (laughs) so be it um but if he is like if he can get traded and stuff like that i i wouldn't shock me if they put him on the block no me neither um and then moving back to boston what do we do if we say mid-season just before the trade deadline? We're, we're we're killing it, which I hope we are. We're confident mm-hmm. in keeping Kyrie, and then now we've got a decision to make whether before the trade deadline or at the end of the year on Rosier. Mm-hmm. And see, then it starts to get difficult, dude. You see, what I always said was, if Terry Rosier was leaving Boston, it would have been this off season because. Because we had Marcus Smart on co- that, we had to resign Terry Rozier to resign. So I always thought it's either one or the other, but obviously that's not the case because both guys are coming back. So I don't think we trade him because if you like, if we wanted to trade him, like we I don't think his him. value isn't going to get any higher than it is right now because he's going to go back onto the bench. Like he's not going to, he's not going to be like he's not going to score or play like he was during the playoffs because he just I don't he'll, I don't think he'll have the opportunity to so his value is going to go down you're not going to be able to I mean maybe you can get if they want to trade him they might be able to get a pick from someone I don't know but um I I really honestly do that I don't know because if they want to resign him next year he's going to ask for like 15 20 million yeah dude and like if we want to go into the luxury which I'm um, I'm happy we want to do that, which we should. But, like, we have to still pay Jalen and Jason, too, you know, <laughs> and then Kyrie. So it's we're getting we're getting to a point where we have to figure out what we're going to do. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I really don't know what we're going to do with him. I thought, I thought either Marcus was going to go this offseason or Terry was going to go. And both are still here. And... Because of that, I'm genuinely confused of what we're going to do with both of them. But we'll see. I mean, Marcus Smart's contract, the 13 million. That's a, that's a very good. That's a very good tradable contract. Oh, for sure. NBA. So let's say we want to go down that route where we want to re-sign Terry, and we can just trade Marcus and get that 13 million back. But I don't know if Danny would do that because I'm a huge Marcus fan too. So I don't even know if I'd want that to happen, but. Um, no, I mean, and then it comes down to who who offers more systematically, not just points yeah, and production. Exactly. Yeah, like you think about it, like Marcus Smart. I love him so much. Like he might be one of the like worst players on offense in the NBA, but like 
he's bad in other people's eyes, like when they see him play. But like when he plays for us, like he might take stupid shots and stuff, but he plays the right way. Like he does what he's supposed to do, and that's why I love him. He does things that no one else does. Yeah, and, and he can't like games for us with defense as well. You can't put stat like. Stats are overrated in the NBA, I believe, because stats just tell you one side of the story. Stats don't tell you what they do on the court. Like, they don't tell you what they do other than scoring, rebounding, assisting, stealing, blocking. Like, Marcus Smart, literally, like, every game. Um, Marcus Smart, at least once a game, like, dives to the ground, like, puts his body on the line to get just to get a loose ball. Like, who does that? You know what I mean? So it's like, when you have players like that, you have to appreciate them. And I will say, um, do not worry about Marcus Smart chucking up all those super shots next year because with everyone coming back and everyone wants to get their shots, I doubt Marcus Smart's going to be putting up 10 shots a game. And I doubt he'll put up five, six threes a game. I think he'll he'll, um, really um, fit into his role. He'll really understand what he has to do. Which I'm looking forward to because I yeah. think now with everyone healthy, like what I'm trying to say is like everyone knows their role now. So it's like Kyrie is obviously Kyrie Hayward and Tatum are going to be the three go to scorers. Jalen's going to want to get his shots. Horford's going to run it. He's just going to do what he does. And then Tyra Rozier is going to want his shots. Marcus Morris is going to want his shots. So I think now, and the good thing with our team is we don't have egos, at least from what we see or hear. So I don't think Marcus Smart should have a problem with like, okay, I'll let the guys that probably should be shooting the ball other than me, I'll let them shoot. And I'll just like play defense. I'll, um, he's a, I say he's a bad offensive player, but he's actually, he's bad when it comes to like scoring the ball. In my opinion, I think he's a very good passer and like setting up the offense. Oh, I think yeah, he does he that very well. Really well. So when I, when I say that he's a bad offensive player, I'm not, I don't mean like, and I mean, like, just from the aspect of shooting and even scoring the ball. I think I, I, I can go on for days about Marcus Smart. I love the guy. <laughs> I, I, uh, so I'll, I'll, just, I'm gonna, I'll just go in circles. But I think um, everyone's going to fit into their roles beautifully next year. That's what I'll say. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even the bench, I don't think there's a team in the NBA. I think, I think, no, I. I know I, I get what you're saying with Golden State having a good bench. I do think they have a good bench, but I think the two best benches in the NBA are the Celtics and the Raptors, honestly. Yeah. I think the Raptors have a very good bench, I believe. And then Boston, I think, has the best. Because Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Daniel Tice, and Aaron Baines. Like, half of that lineup was our starting lineup in the playoffs. <laughs> like, Rosier and Baines, and then Marcus Smart could uh, start, may have started a couple of games. So it's like, we have like a, like guys that are capable of starting off the bench. And even the, third string, even the first string, they've got Robert Williams, there. oh my gosh. I, I really do think if he like, if he gets his stuff, if he gets his shit together and he pans out like people say he will, he'll be huge for the team. He reminds oh, me of like a Clint Capella, like exactly like the way Clint Capella plays. And that's the that's the typical NBA center nowadays. So if he turns into anything like that, we got it. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's we over. had a really good insight into Williams. We um we spoke to a guy who covers Texas A&M for SB Nation a couple of uh-huh. weeks ago. 
And um, he watched the majority of Williams games. He's met him personally. And he was saying that when oh, he's awesome. focused, yeah, when he's focused and he turns it on, he's um he's damn near unstoppable on both. Yeah, no. He, and you know what I like about him too is that he is like, he says when he talks about defense, the way he talks about it, he's like, He's like, I love getting back. I love getting in people's faces, like bumping up on guys. Like he is, a, he's a, he's a hard nosed player, which is what Boston's all about. Like, yeah, it's just him, the attitude. Yeah, the attitude exactly. Him, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines. Like, damn, like hey, you don't want to run up on those guys. <laughs> but that's the Boston way, isn't it? That's the exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Out. Jay Crowder was like that when he was here. You had. That's what it's all about. It's about scrappiness and wanting to win because that just shows that – that's what I'm saying about stats. Like you have guys like that. The stats don't show how bad they want to win and how bad they show it when they're on the court. Like these guys, like they play their heart out every game and like they they work their ass off. And that's what makes them so special. And that's what makes me respect players like that, like Marcus Smart. Like people – might not like him because of the way he plays, but I love him because there's, like I said, there's no players that really play that way anymore in the modern NBA. So when you have a group of guys like that, like it's really, it really is special because you, you know, you have guys that will go to go to war with you. Like if someone gets in your face, you got three or four guys standing right behind you, ready to back you up. And that, that as a teammate, like that's, I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's a better feeling than that. Knowing like if you if like something happens, like your teammates got you. Like everyone there is so close and so tight that they have each other's backs. And they're tough as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a team right there. Like that's a team. That's what basketball is meant to be. Yeah. Not just one guy. Not just like one guy and you build around him. Not taking jabs at anyone, but it's not. You get one guy and you build around him. Like. We have multiple stars. We got young guys. We got guys that just want to win. Like, you got guys that are built up of all these things. Put them together. And then look. Look where we are. You know what I mean? That's what happens. It's all yeah. about it's all about patience. Like, we were, we've, it took us six years to do this. Six years ago, you'd think I'd be... Six years ago, if you told me that Kyrie Irving was on the Celtics and we had, like, the chance to win a title for the next five to ten years i'd think you were fucking crazy um but <laughs> it's true where we are now i mean we went from rondo being the like the guy that we centered our team around and then we traded for a five nine point guard like as a as a fan of basketball you think like all right like our the direction of the team isn't going in the right direction like we're just not going in the right place but it, it's just crazy. It's just how crazy how much a coach and an, like in an organization can just change all that. Because what Boston, like the players that we've had, like in the playoffs from me, like with uh, a couple years ago when we lost to Cleveland and Isaiah, it was our first year with Isaiah and he was just coming off the bench still. It's like a team like that, like with Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, like all these young guys, you have, you, know, you have no business making it to the playoffs. But when you have a coach like Stevens that can make it that far, like, in the it's long run, in the long run, like that just showed like with Kyrie knowing how good of a coach Stevens is, like you see that. Like players see like all that stuff that's happening. Like you see a coach taking that team to the finals or to the to the playoffs, excuse me. It's like, all right, this guy, let's see what this guy can do with stars. And that's what is gonna make this year exciting. Because last year, I think, like Isaiah Thomas was a star, but Brad Stevens made him a star. 
I'm very, very um, interested to see how Stevens plays with a full year of an actual star. Like Kyrie. Like Kyrie was a star before coming to Boston. So give him a full year and just see what he can do with him. Same thing with Hayward. Like Brad Stevens went from like making stars to now working with two like two definite all stars, one superstar. And this team, it's like there's just so uh it's, it, th- th- this team could be so good, dude. It it's just like it's crazy. It it's really insane to think of how far they've come in the past couple of years to where they are now. It's it really is crazy. And it's the culture is instilled as well. Everybody It's like, like the, yeah, the culture. It's like with Boston fans, like they never left. You know what I mean? Yeah, like dude. I was there when Rondo uh I remember when he went at Chris Humphreys and he was just four I think four to five games away from breaking Magic Johnson's record of consecutive ten plus assist games. And he got ejected for fighting Chris Humphreys because he got in the face of, um, I, I think it was Solinger, maybe. He got in someone's face, and Rondo like, went right at him. And the fan, like, like that, I don't know, it's just the fans love it. Like, even when we were rebuilding, like, when we had Chris Humphreys on our damn team, bro, like, we had still people showing up to the arena and cheering them on. We, Jeff Green hitting game winners in Miami, like, the fans were always there. Like, the fans never left. And that's what, makes Boston so special is that it's not like it's not like we get bad for a couple of years and then the fans like all right like we won't watch or we'll watch another team and then you get good again they start coming back like Boston like they never left I I never left I'm speaking for myself too like that's what's part about being like a fan of a team like you can't just you can't say you're a fan if you're leaving them at their low moments and then coming back when they're good again like you know what I mean? Like, it's all about staying loyal to your team. Like, that's what makes winning right now feel so special to people like me and to people like you, too. Because, like, you've been a part of it for so long. Like, you've watched um, Celtics longer than I have. But just, like, being through those dark times and then seeing where you are now and just winning, it just feels so much more special. It yeah, really it does. does. I mean, I remember watching when we, I mean, I hate. I don't know why there's just something about him I can't stand but I was watching him and cheering him on Sullinger when we had Sully and then um, there was a f- another guy that what was his name oh shit I can't remember his name and then we had, then we drafted James Young and I was mm-hmm. oh Young. you know you want to you want to hear a a funny story so to show my Celtics loyalty I have a um, an RJ Hunter Celtics uniform and if that doesn't scream uh self like loyal Celtics, Celtics fan, I don't yeah. know what does because I don't know anyone else in this world that has that, that jersey. Can, that can flat out the ball. He just couldn't I, same, uh, he just didn't really he, Yeah, he never really had uh much of an opportunity to really do it. He did too. I, I always loved him. I love uh shooters and stuff. I loved him in college when he hit the shot. Ooh, excuse me, when he hit the shot and his dad fell off the chair. <laughs> One of the best college moments I've ever seen. Um, so, I don't know. It's just seeing going from a state where we had guys like Solinger starting to now. It's just, it's different. It's not like you, it's not like, um, I'm not taking a jab at Warriors fans, but it's not like the Warriors get good and you hop on the Warriors bandwagon and it's like, oh, we win. It's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. We won. It's not like that. Like, it, it, that's I, I don't get like that's not a good feeling like it's not, it's a lot different than being a fan of a team and then 
rebuilding like, with them rebuilding and, going yeah, through that yeah. shit and then like like getting that good it's not like you just jumped on like oh yeah like they're good now i'll watch them it's whatever like well, i spoke to a guy on nba 2k we was, um, i was playing uh what was i playing i was playing pro am and i was uh, speaking to the guy in the headset and i was like so who do you support dude he's like i'm a lebron fan i'm like what do you mean you're a lebron fan He's like, yeah. so I support LeBron. So whoever LeBron's teams are, oh, so I'm like, so you just you just follow glory, dude. I, and, yeah, I have, pe- I I know people like that too. It's I, I can't don't fight, know. I don't. I don't get it. And then I don't get it. But I I can't like I don't know. That's the that's the way I am with sports. Like I need a team to follow. It's not. I don't like. I there are players that I like, but I wouldn't like. Oh, I like this player, so I'm gonna support his team. Like no, like I need my yeah. own team to support. Oh, okay. Press. I'll pay interest to that team if I'm like, mm-hmm. like yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm no, not an course. eight end this yeah. year, so I'll watch a Absolutely. few, I'll watch a few Suns games. But I want to struggle with you. I want to go through the lows so we experience the highs. And like, I'm going to fly out to the TD some point this season and um, experience a game there for the, this year and experience oh, yeah, watching dude. Kyrie. And, and, I mean, that's a what's probably about a ten thousand mile round trip just to watch a ball game. Where um, where like, are you from? England. England, yeah, that's so great. That would be awesome if you came to Boston for that. There's nothing like it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, dude, you can go to you can season. go to any game. You can go against the Kings, and that place will still be sold out. And it will be as loud. It will be as loud as you can imagine from tip off to when the final buzzer goes off. That's just how Boston is. Just and playoff it's, atmosphere. It's, it's every, a, time. every game is playoff oh. atmosphere. Every game, it's it, it. It just makes it so special, dude. It really is. And this, is this is the thing. Like, if you support the team, I, I'm more than willing to do that round trip just to be there, win or lose. Um, Dave played in London last year. Yeah, uh, I couldn't get a ticket. They sold, but I still Damn. drove down to London to watch it in a bar right outside and try and soak up as much atmosphere as I possibly could. That's that's commitment. <laughs> That's yeah, commitment. because that, that's my team. I've got. I mean, Terry Rozier was in London a few days ago, and I was really upset that I didn't know because I would have just hung outside the the <laughs> house soccer ground until yeah, until I could get a signature. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, I see. <laughs> that's funny. No, I know. That's awesome though. If you can make a trip to Boston, it's it's one of those things. Like especially for you, since you're not like from Boston or anything like that, and you have to travel that far. It's one of those things where it's like you'll remember that. You know, even if it's just yeah, a regular yeah, and game. I don't be the one and only time. I'm going to do this definitely pretty much every season now. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, fly, and, and when become so cheap. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you come, like, I would I would recommend making it, like, a trip, obviously. I'd, like, when you're going to be in Boston, like, you, I would want, like, you should try yeah. to enjoy it for a couple games, like, a couple days or whatever. Like, because Boston's a great, great um, tourist, tourist place. There's a lot to do in Boston. Yeah. So it's like you can really like, I I would say make a day because I'm close enough I can just drive into Boston and just have a day there. But like for you, like you could have a good like if you wanted to have like a week or whatever. I don't know uh, your schedule or whatever. But like Boston's a great place to just hang out for a little bit, go to a couple games, go to a couple yeah, bars. Bears and we'll watch some. Dude, games I can't or... do this year. This is going to be a big year because with Dante on deck, like. A little over a year ago is when I officially turned it into like the page that it is now. And last year was my first year covering the Celtics. Like I never covered them before. So this year, like with the team being the way it is, and like 
uh, it's it's gonna be a big year. It's gonna be a big year for um, a lot of Celtics fan pages. Oh, for your guys' page, you guys will do very well this year. Um, it's gonna be a great year for Boston. Period. I think with the Red Sox, I don't know if you're a baseball fan, but the Red Sox are kicking ass right now. Uh, the, 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 there's something always going on in Boston. It's just yeah, it's the always something going. It's it is. I I would I will disagree with you. Uh, if you say there's any city better than Boston as far as like the best sports cities in the world, I, I I'll argue with you about any city other than Boston. Dude, um, uh, I've I've been brought up watching the Celtics now for years, and one thing I can say is that the fan base um, from social media, from the moment I was social media came around, mm-hmm. was no one's more passionate than Boston. We have, I mean, here it's just soccer. That's all that anybody really. Well, obviously, yeah, I'm like yeah. an exception to the rule there. <laughs> but like, um, I hate soccer. But you can see, you can see the difference in passion that when teams are losing here, everyone's like, "I'm not going to the game. Why am I going to waste money?" And uh-huh. then, what, watching our league pass, like you said earlier, when we we blew up and we traded the big, we traded Pierce and KG, and we were running with Humphreys and. Sully and we were losing and Brad was just getting used to the league but then the camera would pan around through the CD and it did still just be loads of people cheering that that's it's, that's fans dude that's real fans that no that's in that's another thing too when it comes to like free agency like players see that like Al Horford said when he signed with Boston like one of the biggest reasons I came was because when the Hawks played us we were down he said they never stopped cheering. Like they never left. They always like they stayed with Boston until the end, no matter what. And, and you like, never hear them boo their own lot. team. Never. No. You. It shows a lot about a fan base and a team. Like Boston gets a lot of shit from people. Like a lot of people like throwing the whole like oh Boston's racist card. Like they always love throwing that stuff at us when they have nothing else to say. Boston has the most committed, passionate sports fans in the world. And I think anyone that tries to throw like a racist card at that is just that's just jealousy. I think. Yeah, you're just because you're just you're just, you're just talking. About, you're probably just talking about one or two people that said something that they definitely shouldn't have, and you're just putting that as a stereotype for all Celtics fans, which isn't right. I would never no. do that to any fans. I would never do that if a Sixers fan came at me and said something. I would never be like, "Oh, typical Sixers fan saying this stuff." I'd be like, "You're just an idiot." You know, like for saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're an individual absolute asshole, but that doesn't mean everybody else is an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, when I when I say something about Sixers, like Sixers fans say, like, "Oh, like piece of trash, boss, and racist," and I'm just like that. That little like, unless you have something against me saying something like that, like I don't know why you're saying that to me because that's. In my eyes, that's offensive. Like that, you're accusing me of being that when I'm obviously not. Yeah, dude. It's and just like that's why when I say or when I said earlier, like it's okay to debate sports and stuff. You just can't take it like too serious. Like that's what I mean. It's like you why like you can't like when you're arguing about sports and you bring race into it. Like that's just ridiculous. Like that's just that's not. You're not talking about basketball at that point. You're just talking about. You're just bringing other shit into the conversation yeah, that doesn't have to be brought win, into just it. To try and win or yeah, that's, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People bring that up to win a conversation, not to like. It's not even for good reasons. It's just so stupid. It's well, you've so got stupid. nothing to add to the conversation at that point. You, you've obviously 
if we're talking about players, you've been outsmarted or you're, you've proved your point against them and they're like, oh, dude, uh, I don't know what to say. You're a fucking racist. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like okay, like what? It's like where'd that come from? Like where? Like where? Yeah, just the evidence to say that. Just, just be a man and be like, you know what, dude, you got me. All There's right, nothing man. wrong. Like honestly, if I got into an argument with someone on Twitter and it was like an argument where he was like, it was a back and forth argument, heated argument, and I would honestly forget about it in two days. Like it's not something that's not like I'm gonna remember that. If someone goes, oh, I'm like. Oh, like oh, I'm wrong. Like I'll admit to it. Like I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna trash you for it. Like I probably won't even remember the conversation we had. So it's just like yeah, it's so have a good conversation and let it be it. Like that. Doesn't, yeah, dude. You don't have to hold grudges. Like it's like I said. Like I don't give a crap. Yeah, it's I just can't, like I can't tell you media. what I can't tell you what that one guy said to me to my post that was mean a week ago. Like what? Like how am I? Like why would I remember that? Yeah, yeah. You, you read it, you you think what a dick, and then you move on, and then that's it's. That's and then you important. go to bed, you wake up the next morning, and you just forget it happened. Yeah, you get on. So I, don't, I just don't know why life. people. I more people should be like that, but they're not. It's all right. No, it's just some touchy people. Dude. It's social media. That's yeah. all it is. So, guys, you've been listening to Celtics Pulse Pod. Dante and Deck as our special guest. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, or live off the webpage. And we'll catch you next time.